Well, as Andrew said, uh, we are really looking forward to beginning in-person worship again, uh, even if it's outdoors for a little while. Uh, one of the things that I've missed, uh, besides seeing all of you in person, is uh, hearing some of the stories that people have shared with the Who's Got the Bag uh, over, over the past several years. Uh, we have this burlap bag that uh, people take home and then bring back with something from home or work that connects with their faith, and they share a little story about it. Uh, so today, I brought a painting of a covered bridge that I have in my office. Um, several years ago, I had my mom paint it for me. My dad made the frame from old barn wood from the farm, from the barn that I was on the farm where my mom grew up, up in Ocheden, way up in the northwest corner of Iowa. I had looked through a bunch of pictures of covered bridges, but I couldn't find one that was exactly what I wanted. So I ended up kind of sketching my own idea based on a, a few different pictures, and my mom brought it to life. Well, Iowa has several uh, covered bridges that you can visit. Uh, only one of them is actually open to traffic, this one called Cedar uh, Bridge in Madison County. And, and that one was actually burned down by arson twice, once in 2002 and then again in 2017. Uh, but thankfully it was replaced uh, again, and so people can again use it. Uh, and it looks close to the original. Well, it's... It's not only our covered bridges in Iowa that are in trouble. Uh, our state actually has the most bridges of any state that are structurally deficient. Uh, 5,000 of them need repair or replacement. I have a friend who actually works in Iowa DOT's bridge department. He has a vital job with a lot of responsibility. Nationally, about 10% of our bridges are structurally deficient. They need repair. Uh, when a bridge fails, the results can be catastrophic. Uh, as we saw in the I-35W bridge collapse in Minneapolis in 2007, it was caused by a design flaw. One of the steel plates was too thin and ripped along a line of rivets. Uh, the collapse happened right during rush hour. Uh, and it took 111 vehicles down with it. 13 people were killed and 145 were injured. It took years to rebuild it, to, to put it back together stronger. Well, Minneapolis has filled our headlines for other reasons recently, with the death of George Floyd and the riots that happened afterward. Some of the peaceful protests that sprang up across the nation were exploited by people with violent intentions. Cars and businesses were vandalized, looted, and burned. Uh, police officers were attacked. Protesters got hurt. Far too many bridges between people are being burned down or have fallen into disrepair over the years. Bridges between races, families, law enforcement, and communities. God calls each of us to be bridge builders. You might wonder, as I do, 
how can I make a difference in racial reconciliation? I live here in a, a, a pretty white, small community in, in central Iowa. How can I build bridges between people instead of letting those relationships deteriorate? Well, a few ways I think are, that are really important uh, as places to start uh, is first of all to pray about it. Uh, Cassidy and I got to be part of a prayer service um, a few, like a week after uh, George Floyd and the protests began. Uh, and we gathered with other people from our community to pray about the situation, to ask God to intercede and to bring healing to our relationships with one another. Secondly, you can learn. You can find out more about uh, why people have been so upset over this situation and how that has, uh, and the, the deep roots behind our racial conflict. And then you can strike up a conversation with someone who's different than you. Seek first to understand them and then to be understood yourself. Here's a place that you can start. It's a, a website called BeTheBridge.com. It's actually a movement that's based on a book by Latasha Morrison that called Be the Bridge, Pursuing God's Heart for Re Racial Reconciliation. The publisher's website says, with racial tensions as high within the church as outside the church, it is time for Christians to become the leaders in the conversation on racial reconciliation. This book helps readers deepen their understanding of the historical factors and present realities, equipping them to participate in the ongoing dialogue and to serve as catalysts for righteousness, justice, healing, transformation, and reconciliation. Building bridges between people is important work. Did you know that the Latin word for priest, pontifex, literally translates as bridge builder? Priests are called to go between God and his people. In the Bible, priests serve in the temple or the tabernacle where heaven and earth meet. They bring God to the people and the people to God. In Exodus 19, when God brought the Israelites out of slavery, he spoke to them at Mount Sinai through Moses and his brother Aaron, the high priest. God said, You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. All the earth is mine. But if you obey me and keep my covenant, you shall be for me my treasured possession, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation set apart for my use. God made the Israelites into a kingdom of priests. There's an interesting story earlier in the Bible, in Genesis 28, when Jacob 
who later became the father of the 12 tribes of Israel, was running away from his brother, he got to a certain place and stopped to spend the night. He took a stone and rested his head on it and went to sleep. To me, it doesn't sound like a very comfortable pillow. <laughs> but as he slept, Jacob had a dream. In his dream, there was a ladder that reached from, heaven, from earth all the way up to heaven. Angels were going up and down on it. Jacob looked and saw God himself standing at the top of the ladder. God spoke to Jacob and told him that he was going to bless him and his people and that he would watch over him and be with him wherever he went. Here's a, a picture that an artist drew of this scene. It's a, a Russian Orthodox icon. Uh, and the staircase, you know, here, here's J Jacob down at, at the base. Uh, here he is wrestling with the angel. Here he is choosing a, the, the, the stone as his pillow. Uh, but here he is um, sleeping, and the angels of God are going up and down on this ladder, which kind of looks like a cross between a staircase and a bridge. It looks like a bridge. In John 1, Jesus told his, his followers, You will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Jesus was saying, I am the bridge. The book of Hebrews talks about Jesus as our great high priest, the one who brings us to God and brings God to us. At Jesus' baptism, the heavens were torn apart, and the voice spoke from heaven, This is my beloved Son. At Jesus' death, the temple curtain that hangs in front of the Holy of Holies was torn in two from the top down to the bottom. Through Jesus, God made a way for us to enter the Holy of Holies, to come into his presence. God gave us a bridge. Now, a bridge connects one place to another. When we lived in Michigan, uh, we were only a little over an hour from the Mackinac Bridge, when it was built back in 1957, it was the longest suspension bridge in the world, five miles long. Its main towers soar 552 feet above the water, and below the water they go down 210 feet to bedrock. I actually walked across the Mackinac Bridge uh, with my dad once on Labor Day. It, that's the one day of the year that they open half of the lanes for foot traffic. Uh, and they typically have between 40 and 80,000 people that walk across. But of course, that's not happening this year. The Mackinac Bridge made it possible for people who live on the south side of the bridge or under the bridge, uh, the, the people who live in, up in the Upper Peninsula call the folks on the Lower Peninsula trolls. <laughs> it made, the, made it possible for people to go each way without having to use a car ferry. Uh, finally, you could get easily from downstate Michigan 
to the Upper Peninsula. Uh, the people who vacation in the UP call it God's country. Mackinac is the one place where the two peninsulas physically connect, where heaven and earth meet across this bridge. In our reading from 1 Peter, it says that we are being built into a spiritual house, a temple where earth and heaven come together with Jesus as the cornerstone. He is the one who brought heaven to earth, the bridge between God and us. He calls you and me to be bridges as well, standing firm on the rock of Christ, holding others up and serving as a highway for God's love. Martin Luther and the other reformers emphasized the priesthood of all believers, that we are all called to be bridge builders. First Peter says, You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. When you live in the light, God uses you to proclaim his praise and to build bridges. The gospel always spreads along relational lines. It spreads through relationships that we have with other people. God's grace is brought to us a lot of times through other people's lives. The people who've had the greatest impact on me weren't doing anything special. They weren't standing on a street corner. They weren't, you know, preaching from a pulpit. They simply were living out their faith. They were doing what they do and being who they are. We give something to other people when we meet them, whether we know it or not. What are we telling them? about our faith, our congregation, and our God through what we say and do? And what are we saying by what we don't say or do? You've probably heard it said, you may be the only Bible some people may read. God calls us to live out our name. The full name of our congregation is Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church. The word Emmanuel means God with us. It's a name for Jesus. Evangelical means sharing good news with others. The good news that God is with us and is for us. God's reign is already breaking into our world and one day will fill the earth like the waters cover the great lakes and the oceans. We pray and we watch for God's kingdom to come and God's will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. When you've got good news, you share it with other people. You don't hoard it for yourself. When our kids were born, we told everyone. We shouted it from the rooftops. Our baby is here. Let me tell you about her. Let me show you pictures of him. When you see a great movie or get a great deal at a store or think you have a great doctor, you tell other people. 
why should it be any different with our Lord? Why don't we tell others about Jesus, how he shapes and changes our lives? If faith makes a big difference in your life, you naturally want to share it. Because faith is deeply personal, but never private. Why else would Jesus command us to go and make disciples? That's what he tells us to do, that the two greatest commands are love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And then his command is go and make disciples. Spread the news to the ends of the earth. It's all connected. How do we make disciples? By being disciples and following Jesus into the lives of the people around us. We tell the story of Jesus and we show how it shapes the story of our lives. We proclaim the good news and build bridges in our words and actions. We help people. We lift them up. We link them to life-giving community. We point to places where we see God's reign being established, where there is more health and hope and reconciliation and healing. We extend God's love to others and to the unbelieving world around us. Peter says, Live such good lives among the pagans that although they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Our world desperately needs Christians who live their faith out loud who serve as bridges between people and our loving Lord. Live your lives in such a way that the people around you, even if they don't understand it, will see and one day give glory to God when his kingdom comes in its fullness. God is calling you to build bridges today. And he's already done it in Jesus Christ. Amen.